Podcast 177, The Elder Script. Oh, they're in for a treat, I think, Julian. Ken, I don't know about that. I am just a boy. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best? You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and today we are going to have some fun talking about the hottest band in the land, Kiss. And of course, we want to send a special shout out to the Kiss Room House Band for knocking that intro music out. Love those folks, and they recently did a cover of We Are One and made a video, so check it out. Nothing but love for them. Before we get going here today, they also did the Click T theme, so if you want a cool kiss themed t-shirt or some sort of accessory or a podcast or a kiss room shirt go to click check it out click today i'm joined by Julian Gill from Kiss FAQ Podcast and all those books and stuff. I have nothing to add to that. All those books and stuff. That sums it up nicely. Yeah. That, yeah that's going to be go. my avatar. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Well, welcome to the show, sir. And, of course, returning champion Gary Schaller. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I love your mom. She's great. She She's very cool to me. Oh. She always says the sweetest things to me. I, I love her to pieces. You, it's mutual. Give her a hug for me, okay? I, w- I will give her a, a long-distance uh, Skype hug for you. That's right. So today on the podcast, we're going to do something really strange. It's something we've always talked about doing, but we just never got there. Well, today we're getting there and we're taking you along with us. One of the things that we love here at the podcast is Kiss's Music from the Elders, that fantastic opus that unlocked so many questions and gave us so many answers and (laughs) left us with so many more questions right because that's the thing kiss is an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in a question mark and it just it keeps going the more you investigate the more there is to find and julian today you've brought us some of the script that they were going to use on the elder and some of it was used how did you come to wind up with this well, I didn't just bring you some of the script. I, I brought you the whole damn enchilada can. Come on, I'm not going to do that. Oh, th- wow. No, we're not going to do things by half measures here. No, let's get serious. No half measures. Oh, God, no. Just to clarify for a, for a second, for our listeners, this is not the script from the ported Elder movie. No. This is actually, I think, something 
far cooler. Yeah, this one actually makes uh, halfway makes sense. So to give you the history, Tim McFate, when he you know gave birth to the whole concept of Novelder, did a lot of research, did made a, a you know a hell of a lot of effort into tracking down information about the Elder album. And one of the things that he was able to uncover was the actual script that was used by the three voice actors in the studio when they recorded. Um, for the album and a quick comparison of what was recorded or at least on the script means that there was quite a bit of it that was not included in any version of the album that anyone we spoke to was able to recall so there's a substantial amount of material that was recorded as Gary asked and, and, and rightfully so it has nothing to do with the various treatments that you may have read over the years you know Mr. Blackwell being a power broker or the space cadets and Endor and Ewoks that show up in you know the treatment that Brian Brewer provided to fans that were included in the eventual book version uh, but it's still very interesting so we weren't able to use some of that because of where the research was sourced from. Right towards the tail end of the project, as I was transforming it into a book and causing misery and mayhem doing so, I actually got a stack of documents from um, an eBay auction, of all things, that had another copy of the script, which I can now legitimately use for us to recreate it and actually read everything that was contained in that script for the three voice actors to um to read that day and and it's a fascinating thing because we even have the we know the day that they went into the studio because of one of the actors diaries so we know that they were in there for a few hours we um tim obviously spoke with one of the actors and the actor's families for the book and of course julian you've written a fantastic book along with tim mcfate called Odyssey, The Definite Examination of Music from the Elder, the Kiss Cult Classic Concept Album, which is available on Amazon or wherever finer books are sold. We will put links in the show notes. And uh, it is definitely a fantastic book. If you love music from the Elder, you owe it to yourself to get this great book. Yeah, let's just flip that around. It is Tim and me with, with minor contributions by me. He really was the guiding light. He was the boy with the light in his eyes. He was the champion that everyone was waiting. He, he pulled the flaming sword from the stone on this project and everything else that he did as part of the FAQ back then. And you were the girl in the sundress, right? No, he was the horse. Oh, <laughs> and the horse that he rode in on. So <laughs> there you go. I got a question about this before we dive in. Who gets the credit slash uh, blame for uh, composing these fine words? You know what? None of the none of the copies that we've uh, again and again we uncovered two copies of it. Neither of them detailed who the guilty party was. So shocking. <laughs> I, I, I think by default people usually blame Gene. Mm. Well, we as Kiss fans, we've been filling in the gaps left in history. And here is a trailer for a movie that never happened, put together by Brian Cramp, Oh What Might Have Been. In every age, in every time, a hero is born, as if by some grand design.
From Paramount Studios, the epic begins here. The Elder. Countless times we've met along the way. Through a dream you will come to an agent door. He's just a boy. Do you take the oath? But I'm no hero. A boy goes in and suddenly a man returns. You must be worthy of the prophecy. You're gonna be attacked and you won't know what it is. Who are you? I am the truth about this problem. Why am I still so afraid? You are the light, and you are the way. He's got a light in his eyes. There'll be no more. <laughs> Sometimes a boy can see what a man cannot. Once more, Orpheus. Bring the boy to me. Only you can get us through this. You're all so weak, you know you make me ill. The story of a boy chosen to combat an evil sweeping the land. Can he find the courage inside? Go on the adventure of a lifetime with the Elder. <laughs> You're not well. We must stop Morpheus in the book. There may be no return, be no return. The skies are black and getting darker all the time. We must crush them, put on our war paint, and get ready for battle. I believe in me. Starring Sean Connery, Christopher Makepeace, Terrence Stack, Sarah Douglas, and the members of KISS in The Elder. Soundtrack, music from The Elder, available on Polygram Records and Casablanca Entertainment. The Elder, part one of a trilogy. Maybe this summer, if the album does well enough. Ha, ha, ha.
So today we are going to re-record the actual script recorded for The Elder in September of 1981. So here we go. Uh, we have three main characters, The Elder, Morpheus, and The Boy. And The Elder was played by Anthony Parr, Morpheus by Robert Christie, and The Boy played by Christopher Makepeace. Well, today I'm going to be The Elder. That means you have to you have to really get your down. You have to really get yeah, that down. Right. Kind of like doing the Kiss Meets the Phantom gene voice, you know. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yep. Now, this next segment has ancillary background music created just for this by friend of the show, Andrew Doss. So thank you, Andrew Doss, for putting this together. It is amazing what you've done. Julian is going to be Morpheus, and Gary, you're going to be the boy. Yeah, I've been, I've been worse things. <laughs> right. Well, you are just a boy. Yeah, fair. So there we go. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, our BBC version of Music from the Elder, the script from September 1981. Here we go. Earth was young, they were already old. The Elder. Elder is an ideal. They are the wisdom of the ages and the power of goodness and knowledge. Since the dawn of time, they have watched silently over a virgin world and all its creatures. Now they have assumed the form of man that they might walk amongst him and guide him. But the elders were not alone in the beginning and are not alone still. Another force has forever existed. In every place, in every time, an evil is loosed whose sole purpose is to destroy. In every time and every place, it is the task of the Elder to find and train a warrior, a champion, to stop it. As the clouds of darkness gather, the Council of the Elder sits at the ancient round table under the sign of the Rose. Their business tonight is to know that the evil is afoot once more, and has gathered to wallow in blackness and speak the vile words that will set a monster to rise and go forth into the world. It is also to hear from the caretaker Morpheus. 
that the boy may be deemed ready for the rite of accession to the Order of the Rose, and for the pronouncement of his sacred duty to defeat the monster. Evening, Jack. Lovely night. We welcome our brother Morpheus. My lord. And we do so commune this gathering of the Elder in the shade of the rose. Morpheus, you have been summoned here to offer your judgment of the boy. You have had him in your care for the first cycle of years. He approaches manhood now. Do you still deem him worthy of the fellowship and of the task we must set him? I certainly do, my lord. Matter of fact, I think you're gonna like this one. He's got the light in his eyes, and the look of a champion. A real champion. I beheld until the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the dancing flame, and his wheels burning fire. Morpheus? Yes, boy? Am I... Is is there something strange about me? Am I different from the other kids? Different? Well, sometimes when people are talking, like when you tell stories, sometimes I know what you're going to say before you say it. Sometimes I can even see what's going to happen, like really see it as if it was really happening, like I was in the story. But what's scary is I see it, and then you say it. Don't be afraid of seeing and doing, boy. Stories don't mean a thing to the listener. They're only real to the knower. It's good to see and know. Nothing to fear, son. It's good to see and know, no matter if it's early or late, just as long as you can. Now, upstairs with you and straight to bed. We welcome our brother Morpheus. My lord. And his guest. Come out, boy. You may present yourself. Come out, son. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Just come out now and face the flames. Oh, oh God. Who are you? M Morpheus, who are these, these people? What is this? It is not yet time for you to know the why of things. What do you mean, not yet? What's going on? Morpheus, what's happening? It is not yet time, boy. When will it be time? When you return. R return? When? From where? 
You will return from our island, knowing what cannot be. Seek us out, and then you shall have your answer. Now you may go. What if I don't wait? What if I come back right away, tomorrow night? There will be nothing here. Don't be scared, son. It had to happen this way. You see, any old geezer can tell you that one thing you learn with time is you can't really teach anyone anything. People need to discover things for themselves. Why, we must have told you a thousand times when you were little that fire was hot, but you didn't really know until it burned you. Am I right? Now that you know for yourself, we can tell you why you're here, and more important, where you're going. All right, boy? scene. And I'm sure that makes the story of the Elder more clear for everyone. I know it does me. Now I get it. Now it makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, the podcast players. <laughs> Woo! Huzzah. So, that little bit of weirdness. <laughs> I will say, actually, all kidding aside, it does paint a little bit more of a picture. I mean, I still don't get what the hell the story's about. But, you know, there's moments where, you know, it talks about now inside the fire of the ancient burns. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and, and from the script here, I guess there's a little bit of like uh, stuff that's parenthetical that we didn't read aloud because it's more like stage direction or, or story. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about how the boy re-enters, right? He goes upstairs and then he's called back down and he re-enters and he sees the ancient, which is capitalized, might be a person, I guess, engulfed in flames. And I'm almost imagining something like the big head in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he looks like a head on fire. Right, exactly. I think that would freak a kid out. It would freak me out. So it's it's really like The Elder, the movie, was a cross between Star Wars... The Wizard of Oz. And a hard day's <laughs> and night. And a hard day's <laughs> night, right? So, <laughs> And Mark and Mindy. There you go. 
there's something so amazing about this project. So it was like Ernest goes to camp meets Eraserhead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The album didn't do as well as Kiss had hoped, right? Imagine if this 10 minutes of dialogue would have been shoved into that album. Do you think it would have affected it for positive at all? Well, I'm trying to even figure where they would have put all this. Right? They were already skating on on such thin ice by opening the album as they intended to with fanfare, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And we've all heard or read the the story of how when the album was initially, you don't screen an album, but what do you do? What's the verb I'm looking for? I guess played for record executives and it started as Kiss uh, intended. It started with fanfare into Just a Boy. And then, of course, they were told, no, no, this is going to start with the oath, which is what most of us grew up with. Right. Mm -hmm. But would they have started the album with all this dialogue? As it is, we got what we got, which is that little bit of of dialogue at the very tail end of the album, at the very end of I, right? But where would this have been? Do you you know, Julian, where this dialogue would have sat in the order of the album? There's a couple of parts of it that kind of seem to set up a song, like um, the the boy leaving and, you know, going, going away kind of seems to set up possibly the oath or escape from the island. Of both of those, and, and don't forget, of course, Escape was in early track listings for this, so while later ones it was omitted, uh, particularly the version that was released in Japan, don't forget, you do start with things that do have names on the original track sheets and all of that. So on the original version of The Elder, you start off, track number one is actually called The Chant, and that is where you have the audio storytelling, very Ezrin. You have the, the train in the background, the, the chains, the, the monk shuffling and chanting. So that is really called chant. So you can see where some of this might have been used to set the story had it been incorporated, because otherwise it makes no sense. And the whole album makes no sense because it's got none of the context. As awkward as any of this is, you end up with one, one two, four sentences out of everything we read is all that was tacked on to the end of the album. And that section is officially called dialogue. I mean, that's very creative. Isn't that wonderfully creative? You know, well, you mentioned those early track listings. Do those, I don't remember if that's in your book, uh, yours and Tim's. Okay. Okay. I got to revisit that because that's really cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. and, And all those sequences paint more of a style. The original sketch that I think it was Bob did that detailed the, that's the very earliest track order, you know, and there's so many different track orders. And that's why I always said, you know, I think when we did an episode on Odyssey, I, I, I recommended that people go through the book and play the album in all of the orders that are presented and figure out which one they like the most, which one kind of makes sense in their head. And for each listener, it'll be different, obviously, for these these sequences. That's the real adventure for the Elder, is all these different track orders. Because it's never going to make any sense, because we don't know where any of this dialogue might have been used. I mean, can you imagine throwing on an album and hearing Evening Jack, Lovely Night? I mean, come on! <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, and I, I've, I've made this point, I think, before on this show. I, I love the Elder from the, the minute I heard it. And I would have been like beside myself with joy 
had that happen. And only because, you know, I think, A, I was trained on liking, you know, sci-fi and fantasy by my dad. Uh, and I was just a boy when this album came out. Uh, and B, I, I had no preconceived notions about what Kiss was supposed to do or not do because I started out with Gene's record. And I think that had I, had, it, had I really started out with something like Rock and Roll Over or Love Gun or whatever, I could see how you know, this would have been a little too far to the left or whatever. But I also really like, I still like those uh, story records that we had when we were kids where you know, there was like the acting and dialogue and stuff and you could read along in a book. Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. So, I, I mean, I guess, truthfully, I think the goofier and more theatrical it would have been. I mean, that's why I read the, the boys' dialogue in a, in a goofy, dramatic voice, just because, honestly, I, I, I think that that's what would have happened. And, I, and, I, and it would have appealed to me. And then I would have looked back and said, yeah, that's ridiculous. The problem is, with all, all of these characters, we only really have the concept of what the Elder sounded like and what Morpheus sounded like because those snippets survive on the album. We have no idea what the boy would have been like. Now in some treatments he's like a, sounds like an early 20s gymnast. Um, you know, so college age, which is hardly the boy. Um, and the way Gary kind of interpreted, delivered it is younger, almost like a, a seven-year-old Silver Spoon, Ricky Schroeder. You know, Ricky Schroeder as the boy. Mm -hmm. I was thinking it was about 15. That was like, you know, like like seeing a flaming person that seemed like a 15-year-old that Gary was channeling in his short pants. So, Gary, what were you channeling then? Uh, I don't know, somewhere between like a, an English squire and, uh, you know, Mino, what was his name? Mino Pellucci, Pellucci? He was, uh, he played the kid on Voyagers. Remember that show, everybody? Yes, yes, yes. F Phineas Boggs and... Uh, so probably more 12 then. Yeah, maybe around that age. Kind of like right down the middle of yep. what we both picked Something up. Something like that, yeah. Well, and then <laughs> there's that interview with Kiss that I don't remember. It was like a few years after, maybe like around Creatures or Look It Up or something like that, where they were talking about how, you know, the album didn't work. And then Eric says, you mean I wasn't going to play the boy? <laughs> and they all start <laughs> laughing. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? He's like kind yeah. of busting their chops, Eric Carr. And he's like, you mean I wasn't going to be the boy? <laughs> yep. No, I, I remember that. By the way, did anybody else grow up with this album on cassette, by the way? I did. Yep, that's you did. all I had. I had the original U.S. Uh, cassette for many years until, uh, this, obviously, the CDs came out. And so you had the same experience I did, I think, which is that when you finally got it on CD, that was the first time you heard the bit at the end, right? No. No, it was on my cassette. Really? Yeah. Huh. Are you talking... You're not talking about the remasters from 97, right? Th that cassette. You're talking about the original cassette with the with that opens with the oath. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Dialogue's, on, dialogue's on there at the end. Man, maybe I just had a, a, a messed up tape. I mean, I had a store-bought tape, uh, but maybe it just was defective because mine ended literally just like... That last, you know, uh, I believe in me, and just like cuts right there. Uh, oh, weird. And, Very weird. Yeah, and so the, I, it wasn't until I was in college and I, and I had a CD player and I picked up The Elder and, and I was like, what is this? At the end, this is amazing. That had to trip you out at the time. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And I was thrilled because, again, I like the goofy stuff. I do have a Kiss 
elder cassette story, though. Do you remember when it became hard to get this, where it just seemed like they just it just dried up? You couldn't buy it anywhere. Really? You just couldn't get it. And I remember being at Hills, and they would have like uh, that and like uh, the Dollar General story and things like that. You would be able to get essentially what I always felt were bootleg albums and bootleg cassettes that always were like from Spain or Germany or something like that, right? Uh, uh, get, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it almost seemed like, is this really from Germany or <laughs> are you just passing it off? But anyway, I got this cassette. They, spe- they spelled Germany with a J here. Is this yeah, is that, that's not right. But I remember buying it for a dollar because it was The Elder, right? I already had it on album and stuff, so it it didn't matter. But I thought, I'm grabbing it just because. And I remember when I played it, it kind of ruined my cassette player. Because I don't know if you remember, every once in a while, you'd get like a cassette that would like gum up your works. You know what I mean? It would would make the head get all glunky and you'd have to go in and clean it with rubbing alcohol and all that stuff. I do remember. But I, I remember that thing. It just it played good for about two minutes, and then it gummed up. It's, there was like this yellow film, like when you see pollen gather on a car or something. <laughs> that's what it, my the heads looked like. Is doesn't Ace have a story like that? Where he, you know, after the album came out a few years later, he he was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll give it another try or something. And he put it in his uh, his uh, tape player or CD player in his car, and then he got pulled over for speeding, and he threw the album out the window and something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the exact details but there was some story where he gave it another try had really bad luck that day and said damn it this album is cursed and then there's the the first time he heard it he took it out and smashed it so oh yeah my God. ace doesn't dig this album but someday i'm hoping that that stuff that ace claims to have uh and i'm not saying that he doesn't have it i'm just saying that you know he, he ace said that he had these alternate takes and things that were not exactly used for the elder and that were intended to be at one point. I, I can't wait for that to surface someday. Yeah, me too. May we all live so long, right? Indeed. By the way, I've poisoned the minds of my children anytime, not anytime, but many times when we're, when we're out and about and there's a big ornate wooden door, particularly with like a brass knocker <laughs> One of my kids will invariably go up to it and put their hand underneath the, the thing and <laughs> look, splay out their fingers and look at me like like with the like eyebrows going up and like uh uh, uh-huh, you know, kind of uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. so they basically act like grown adult kiss fans. So yeah, Gary just damaged them young. Yeah, Ugh, poor kids. Wow. So that was the dialogue from the elder. Does it does it enhance your experience with the album music of the elder? Does it hinder your experience with music for the elder? I mean, maybe somebody out there is like, Eureka, this is it. This is the final piece of the puzzle for me. It all makes sense now. Now I like this record. Yeah, now I like it. But you can see at some point where that bit at the beginning was during fanfare, right? And I think that when, at what was on the end of our original Elder album, where he says, you know, have you found this this kid to do this? I think that that happens before just a boy. You know what I mean? Well, conceptually, that makes sense, right? Yeah. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. 
Once again, thank you to Andrew Doss for that fantastic music put together in such a short amount of time. It is excellent. We will hear more from him later in the show. But first, the elder continue to giveth. We have a treat, a demo to play. Ooh. Demo nice sessions from, from the elder. Yeah. Yeah, just a nice version of Just a Boy. Because it always is makes this me the, feel good when I hear it. Is this the vocal only? Thing? No, it's with the acoustic guitar and the or and the piano. For those of you who can't get enough elder, here's a treat. That's awesome. So that and so many other things would be so cool to hear on an Elder Deluxe Edition. You were saying, Gary? Yeah, I got to tell you, when I listen to Destroyer now, I hear the Ken Mills narrative every time. Of it's what impossible. That, what's I don't understand how anyone can't hear that about Destroyer. To me, it's the only thing that makes sense, but I'm a weirdo. so No, it works. Julian, does this enhance the Elder for you at all? Or is it sort of, is this, uh, you, you've crossed that Rubicon long ago? Long ago, I, I think it—it's it, certainly—it's the sort of minutia associated with the band that I just love learning. It's the reason I continue to do what I do. Little nuggets like this, or hearing a, you know something new musically, or hearing one of the band members uh, talking in an interview that's just surface from 1984, where they actually talk about something. It's what keeps me going as a Kiss fan in that I know we'll never have like a deluxe edition of The Elder released by Universal. 
with all of this stuff on it. I, it's just not going to happen. So this is where I get my joy. This is where, you know, every single one of those interviews that kind of Tim did just enlightened me in some different way to the album. And I love reading when other people do projects about different time periods for the same reason. I'm never going to be done learning or being interested in this band right down to, say, Paul Stanley doing his, you know, recent stories and songs on YouTube, learning or just having them tell me the story. I, I, that's where my joy and passion is still invested. Absolutely. Likewise. And of course, as usual, we do owe you, Julian, a debt of gratitude for this sort of thing, because uh, we wouldn't be discussing this uh, script today if you hadn't brought it to to shared it with us and brought it to our attention. So thank you, as always. Glad you're healthy and with us. Uh, and speaking of, um, I know that because of coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, Record Store Day was postponed, usually, and I think we get it in April. And uh, that's a day where people can go to their records, local record store and get a lot of really cool and buy a lot of really cool uh, exclusives that are that bec that are limited in quantity and usually kind of rare and interesting. I know as a Pink Floyd uh, fan, um, the last few record store days have had some really neat uh, exclusive uh, Pink Floyd releases, really like rare stuff that was worth picking up. I don't remember Kiss ever doing anything for record store day and i might be wrong but when you a few minutes ago julian said you know universal's never going to you know we've resigned ourselves to the to the notion that we're never going to get the deluxe elder that we all want wouldn't that be a perfect record store day release it would blow all of our minds it would be amazing but i just don't see it happening yeah but i mean you know well, but you think about like what that is, though. Right? Record Store Day is the day for the diehards, right? It's not like Kiss are very aware with almost all their projects that they're going, they're going to have to release something that that has a return on the dollar investment uh, that appeals to the mainstream audience. But Record Store Day isn't for the mainstream audience; it's for people who collect vinyl and and so on. And what better for, you know, record store day during a plague than a deluxe edition of The Elder? It just <laughs> right. kind of, yeah. just, right. just kind of works, doesn't it? If you're not already sick. This might uh, do it. Yes. Uh, and, and, and it could be like a gatefold in case you run out of toilet paper. Um, no, I, 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 I just think it would be, it's a, as we often say on the show, a, a kissed opportunity, right? Like, they really ought to so. take advantage of something like this because you know that this sort of thing, if it didn't sell out immediately, people would be on the aftermarket. They would be hiking up the prices on something like that at deluxe two, uh, two, you know, two record vinyl set with all the bells and whistles. But why, why do that when you know that you can put out, uh, the mint green version of Destroyer again. Oh, Jesus. I don't get it. Yeah. Gary, you don't get it. I, I don't think it matters. I think there must be issues that prevent them from doing anything, and then we only have to look at how Destroyer Resurrected and Love Gun Deluxe did and have ourselves to blame. Which comes back to, well, if they'd done it better, more people would have bought it. I really don't think that's the case these days. I think in terms of being a saleable product, 
It's just the, the kind of the niche things with higher value that work better for them with less effort. Yeah. yeah. So look forward to that purple copy of Destroyer followed up by the uh, splattered version of Destroyer. Anyway, you get the idea. How many times can you buy different colors of Destroyer? Apparently as many colors as there are the rainbow, so... But I get, I get buying Destroyer Resurrected. I even get buying dis, uh, the Love Gun thing because, you know, truly there are things on there that you're not going to... I hadn't heard the Ace solo for Sweet Pain before buying Destroyer Resurrected. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that when the box set came out, I was like, yeah, I've heard this already. Most, many of the things because right. of bootlegs, but not all of them. To your point, just imagine if they... Because they already have... Kiss Hotter Than Hell and Dress to Kill. Just imagine if they made a recreation of Kiss Originals with colored vinyl. Now that... For Record Store Day. Yeah. Now that is something that I would do backflips to get. Yes. And they've already got... it, it. Like, the work is halfway done. All you need to do is scan a couple pieces of cardboard and paper and... Boom, there you are again. I imagine it's, Julian, what you were saying, which is, yes, it's easy for us to uh, imagine it. It seems so simple on the outside, and it is actually incredibly complicated to do things like this. Yes, but still, it does happen. Look at um, what they did manage to do with ESP, for example. That came out in uh, some different colored vinyl. So there are possibilities, but you know whether whether or not there'll be Kiss possibilities are another matter. I'm always living in hope of a double vinyl release of One Live Kiss. That that would actually make me very happy. Yeah, that'd be neat. I think it would make a lot of people happy. I think that'd be great. Could even somehow kind of tie it in with getting it on Blu-ray, but sadly, I don't think that'll ever happen either. It didn't sell as well as it should have, uh, sadly. Shame Gene didn't do something for his solo tour. You know? Oh my God! Don't get me started. Kissed opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's part of being a Kiss fan. You mentioned Record Store Day. Cheap Trick is just blowing it up. They're doing something every every Record Store Day. Something rare. You know, something new, something different. Thank God for them. And the monkeys have been taking pretty good care of me as well. So it's it's kind of kind of great to see that. And of course, you know, a lot of Kiss fans are stepping up to the plate and making sure that some things are happening. Whether it be the Eric Carr Rockology and the uh, various Ace Frehley releases. You know what I'm talking about? It's 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 pretty interesting yeah. that we're seeing. As time goes on, and I've said this about the monkeys, I've said this about Kiss as well, that at some point it's going to be up to the fans to keep this thing going. Uh, as we get closer to the end of the road, for example, and the fans will kind of become the thing, you know, whether it be the ones that develop books or new versions of things. It's it's just going to be interesting to see that transition. Similar to what happened with the Beatles and other bands of that era and time. Yeah. We just look forward to that. We're going to take a break to play you something really cool from The Kiss Room with Matt Porter. If you do not listen to The Kiss Room, you're missing out on a true Kiss party. Here's something that we all did, which aired on The Kiss Room when The Vault was first announced with the three different kinds of pricing, remember? We'll have a giggle and a listen. We'll be back on the other end of this. 
For just $50,000, Gene Simmons will come to your house and deliver your copy of the Gene Simmons Vault. Hello, I'm Gene Simmons from the rock group KISS. It's a nice place you have here. Gene will deliver your copy of the vault and then hang out for two full hours. Uh, say, do you have anything in the fridge? Maybe some ice cream or chocolate cake? Gene will do whatever you want. No, no, no. Now listen, I have the remote and we're watching this movie. Is this... Is there any popcorn? It's like he's part of the family. I'm sorry this movie's so long. Oh wait, I remember the butler did it. What? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just you and the demon. Gene, is everything all right in there? Yes, uh, everything is fine. But you may need a plunger and a mop. You will rock and roll all night and party every day. You know, I don't understand what's keeping them. They, They should be back here any minute now. I swear they said they'd come back to pick me up in two hours. I'll try to call them again. Oh, I'm low on minutes. Can I use your phone? Do you have a guest bedroom that I can sleep in by any chance? It's just you and the demon. You don't get any of the good channels, do you? Order your Gene Simmons Vault home experience today! That's right, the Gene Simmons Vault experience. I'll be coming to your house. Just think if it cost $50,000 to get me to your house, how much you'd pay to get rid of me. Now, Gary, we've been talking about the coronavirus, and our last episode got some good response from people, and we are all glad to hear that Julian's doing so well, and your wife is on the mend, and it's great that we're seeing this happen, but we're also seeing where a lot of people are passing away from this, and uh, we want to underline, once again, without being too heavy or anything, you need to help everybody that you can. If you can stay at home, please do so. Just take care of one another and love one another. Uh, And we salute the people that are on the front line and the supply chains and those that are essential people. And as Julian said in our last episode, just because you're not marked as essential doesn't mean that you aren't. All life is precious, and we're glad that you're here along with us. But, Gary, you've been kind of trying to put together some things, some ideas on what to do to pass the time as a KISS fan, right? Yes. And uh, to echo what you had said, you know, I, I, I work in a hospital and I and I'm very grateful that the kind of work I do, I don't have to actually be I don't do physical exams on patients. In fact, I would get fired if I did. But, um, you know, I, I'm able to telecommute and call my patients by phone. In fact, my primary care doctor is doing largely the same thing. She's calling people by phone. Uh, you know, medical professionals are staying away because they know that hospitals are, you know, places that are going to get over or are already getting overwhelmed in most, in many cases. Um, it, it really is a great time to listen to science and listen to experts. Like you've heard Gene and Paul say, um, this is incredibly life-threatening and serious and it's not just like the flu and it's not just something that's, uh, that's easy to deal with, um, or, or something that just happens to sick people. It happens to healthy people too. But yes, guilty as charged. I was thinking about what can KISS fans do to while away the hours of, of uh, monotony and ennui <laughs> uh, while you're stuck inside. Uh, so I have a little list here of things that um, I think are fun to think about, fun to do when you are uh, quarantined. So um, 
One thing Christine is Christine Quarantine. Christine Quarantine. There it is. Nailed it. Nothing but net. That was perfect. <laughs> Things to do while you're while you're eating carbohydrates and packing on the COVID fifteen. A few topics here. Best kiss videos to watch when you're stuck inside. Let's go with that one for starters. I've got a, I've got a bunch of these. Fellas, what are the best kiss videos? I've, I have a few that I would go with, but what are the best kiss videos to watch when you are stuck inside, quarantined or sheltering in place? I watched Second Coming the other day, and it made me yeah. feel really good. And of course, the one that we all keep going back to whether we're healthy or sick good or bad uh, the greatest movie ever made kiss meets the phantom of the park what about you julian kiss exposed takes me back to that happy place where i was 14 and i get to do the paul stanley workout while thinking about uh, what to put on my wheaties yeah nice root beer right root beer there it is it's on all natural high sugar I haven't watched Kiss Exposed for such a long time. I so desperately want to watch it now. And I think I'm going to have to wait till my kids are asleep. There'd be boobies there. So you got to be You know, it's, le- it, it's less the boobies, I think, and more the shocking, uh, the heads on the wall, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, Let's but see. that is clearly parody, right? It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, is it parody real... or is it just being braggadocious? I don't think it's being braggadocious, which is a big word. Is it like sexy gymnasium. or is it gymnasium? Yeah, is it yeah. sexy or sexist? Um, Maybe so both. kiss videos to watch when. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Kiss Exposed. I was also thinking of Animalize Live Uncensored as just a delightful, super fun Kiss concert to watch. Uh, all of that energy. Yeah, but there's a lot of fluids exchanged on both Exposed and Live and Uncensored. I mean, Paul licks his fingers and, you know. There's not much social distance going on in uh, you know, Animalized Live Uncensored. You know, it's setting a very bad message for the times. I think the key is, go and watch something you haven't watched in a long time. Something that you otherwise wouldn't do unless you were quarantined, isolated, and forced to. Like uh, you're saying, like oh, I guess it's time to to for me to take out the uh, extreme close up. Is that what you're saying? Like like I have no choice. I've watched all the other ones. Now I have to see the Crusher. There you go. You guys remember the Crusher, don't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. How can you not? Yeah, yeah. I, how can I, no matter how hard you try, you can't forget it. Uh, right. So yes, I, I would pick, I think I would pick one of those. I'm, I might reach for a bootleg too. There's a lot of great concerts. Uh, and nowadays you don't even have to put a DVD and a lot of that stuff is up streaming on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you mentioned uh, the crusher and for some reason I started thinking about Ace Frehley. I don't know why, but that bit from the elder earlier where hello Morpheus and evening Jack, it just sounds like that could have been. <laughs> That could have been Ace right there. <laughs> Hi, Carly. Evening, Jack. Lovely night. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, as we were going, as we were going through this, I, I pulled up uh, Robert Christie's Wikipedia page, and I'm like, my God, this is actually. I mean, you know, he's like a real. He was a real actor with pedigree. What must he have thought? Yeah. Going in there, I'm going to record this dialogue for a Kiss record. Good gravy. He was probably doing the thing that, that most actors do. How much does this pay? Yeah. So what else do you have on your fun things to do while well, and social distancing? I have, I, 
what Kiss songs you put on a mixtape. This is a little bit more of a discussion. You know, this is a bit longer. But are there... I think we've all made mixtapes for people back when back when there were tapes mm-hmm. we've all made mixtapes for people on which we snuck kiss songs and i'm not talking about kiss mixtapes i'm sure everybody has made a kiss mix for somebody at some point saying mm-hmm. and, th- and then they have to think to themselves well do i put the really weird stuff or do i do i make it really representative so is it going to sound like rock and roll over or, or am i going to put things from carnival of souls and am i going to put shandy on it right right but what, you know, let me ask you two fellows, are there any songs that through the years, when you have made a taper mix for somebody, that you always got to put these Kiss songs on it? Hmm, I'd say Deuce, just off the top of my head. The Alive version or the original? I always try to go for the Alive version. Yeah. There's another mixtape that you didn't mention, by the way. What's and the that is, hey, we're going to go see Kiss. We need a, the going to the concert mixtape, which is different than making it for like a girl or someone who's never heard the band before. It's like, let's get pumped up, right? Well, wait, hang on. Is that a mixtape of like these, like to the uninitiated, right? Like, uh, like when I went to the concert in Oakland, my coworker Patrick was with me. He had not seen Kiss live. So I told him what songs to expect. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Like making a I'm thinking that you're going to a concert, you might have a newbie in in with you, you know, but you're yeah. going to see Kiss. These are this is the, the Kiss pump up song. Okay. Uh, mixtape. You know what I mean? Sure. Julian, what, what sure. songs would you always include on a mix Kiss mixtape? I stole your love, Detroit Rock City, you already said deuce, and I'd go with the studio version every single time. Why? Because it, that's my song. Oh, okay. That is my jam. That is my kiss medicine. You know, any, any one of those, really. A, any bombastic, anthemic kiss is what gets me going for a, a concert. When I'm driving to a show, you know, it's got to have Detroit Rock City. And mm-hmm. that's, that, that's just a... Uh, you know, it's got to have Black Diamond. It's got to have some of the songs that we're going to hear once we, we get the show. So that, that's what I like. I'm, I'm never going to listen to something like Carnival of Souls while I'm going to go to a Kiss show. It's got to be something up. It's got to be something uh, that really illustrates all of those reasons why I love them. It, it brings my energy level up. It gets me set. It gets me ready. So that when the drone starts and you're sitting there waiting for the curtain to drop, yeah, I'm ready. I'm primed. We're going to go crazy. My last little bit here, and, and, and we may revisit this in the future because, again, I do have a, a list here of things to do when you're stuck inside. You know, when you have a pandemic, you know, like you do. Or a rainy day. Or a rainy day or a rainy pandemic day. Finally, I have a list of uh, Kiss songs not to listen to during the coronavirus outbreak. So, because Gary, there are a lot of songs you could listen to, like we we talked about, like uh, "Vaccinated" with the you know Victrola needle and "Burning Up with yes. Fever." There's a lot of songs that you could listen to. So, what are the ones you couldn't listen to, or shouldn't listen to? Uh, I'm always near you. <laughs> Go on. Stand by my side. I'll be 
be it next should be to you or whatever. Social distance from six feet away by my side. That's right, and uh, and and I had to include lick it up. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and I think unmasked is probably as just generally broadly as a concept <laughs> not okay for right now. Oh, okay. there's give me more. I mean, you <laughs> give you me more. more. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, there is a. I don't know if people have the Brussels. If you could find the Brussels, 1983, I think Brussels uh, concert. And it's scary that I know it so specifically. But I had this on tape. I used to listen to this a lot. And um, <laughs> Paul introduces the song Gimme More by saying, and we can insert the clip here if we can get it. Um, Here's a song about never getting too much of a good thing, like toilet paper.
wow. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Prophetic. Yeah. Or pathetic. Yeah. Maybe both. One or the other. Yes, give me more would be a good one. Maybe both. Yes. Two things can be true at the same time, Gary. That's a dialectic. Yes, very good. Uh, yeah, so that's um, and and we'd be interested in hearing from folks uh, what they think. What are some What are some songs, Kiss songs, not to listen to during the coronavirus outbreak? And one more thing, uh, we would like to hear Kiss themed recipes using shelf stable ingredients. So please hit us up on Facebook and let us know what are your Kiss themed recipes of. Uh, I'll have to think on that one. Right, using but you have to be able to use shelf-stable ingredients. So less dairy, more beans. Thank you. There you go. By the way, honest to God thing, we tried to order some dry pinto beans. Can't get them. Can't get them? Can't get them. It's really hard. People are hoarding a lot of this stuff, I guess. You know what else you could do, folks, is as we're stuck inside... Uh, it is important. They do recommend that we get exercise. So one thing you could do is you could always put on a KISS live performance and copy Paul's stage moves. Yeah, that's or the Paul Stanley workout. Or the Paul Stanley workout. So you can also, we, we also welcome slash fear uh, you sending us videos <laughs> to, again, to our, to our Facebook page of you all doing your very best Paul Stanley workout or stage moves, running up to the microphone, doing that dancing while singing thing, you know, Houston 77 in your living room. So we want to see how you are keeping fit and active during the coronavirus outbreak with the help of the hottest band in the land. And please wear clothes. And please yes. wear clothing. Yes. Yes. Be safe. And Be safe. And a mask and gloves. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Well, we're going to wrap it up here at the podcast. And uh, thank you, Julian, for being on the show. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Ken. Of course. Even me. Thank you, Ken. Yes, you're welcome, Gary. But we're going to leave you. But good friend of the show, Andrew Doss, yesterday put up this really cool song. And it is a piano version of Julian's favorite Kiss song, Deuce. So we're going to end the show today. Hit us up on Facebook. Find us over at the KISS FAQ message board. There'll be a thread about this show as well. Be involved. Be part of the conversation. And, of course, check out Click T-Shirt if you want a cool podcast shirt or a cool KISS Room shirt. So without further ado or further ado, here is Andrew Doss with a very cool piano version of Deuce to close the show. See you on the next podcast. Say, see you later, guys. See you later. Love you. Be safe, everybody. Stay well, be well, love one another.
And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, Thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. That's, that's, why, that's why there's porn, because, you know. Yeah, well, good luck with that when you're in a house full of people. It's one way to clear out the house pretty quick. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so, social distancing, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing makes people stand six or more feet away than when you're masturbating. <laughs> Oh, you know, and they'll stay. They'll they'll stay away for a long time. As a result, you know, it's you know. Yeah, because because it, it is carried in droplets, so you you got to figure. Uh, you're sick. You're, I'm you're, you're, you're yeah. sick. You. I'm, I'm a bad person. I'm purposely right, I'm gonna get going to start phone. editing this now, just so I can get rid of all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We motivated. Wait right, a minute. Me... Hang on a second. Hang on a second, Ken. I dare you to put backwards. Like reverse it and put it at the very end. Have like thirty seconds of silence, and then have me saying nothing promotes social distancing like when you're masturbating. Have it backwards <laughs> at the very end of the episode. Say it. Say see. it right now, Gary. Tell me your tips on social distancing. Because nothing makes people stay six or more feet away from you when you're masturbating. People will definitely stay six or more feet away from you. <laughs> Be good. Guys. Goodbye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. <laughs>